Welcome to this episode of the Growth Cast with Jackson and Dallas, presented by the Multifamily Mindset. We are excited to be together. Um, this is one of our last few, isn't it, Dal? That we're going to be in this space doing these these podcasts. You know, we're moving into a new office. Really exciting times. I'm also moving out to Maui, which is insane. It's a really great opportunity. But we're going to still continue the Growth Cast. Still create. Um, some great content for y'all to be able to listen to. Um, before we dive into today's extended cut, um, just a reminder to like, subscribe, share the podcast with those around you. We, our main goal is to just spread this knowledge that Dallas shares with us daily um, to as many people as possible. We have zero monetary gains from this. I know I've said that a few times, but it's really just a thing that Dallas and I love to do, and we've really grown to love doing the growth cast. I'm Speaking for both of us, is that true for oh, you as well? Oh, absolutely. Dallas, Dallas has written and produced over 150 daily drips, which is quite a feat. Every single day, <laughs> Dallas is writing and putting together content for, for y'all and for future listeners as well to go back and listen to. But if you haven't followed, if you haven't liked or subscribed, please go ahead and do that. Um, so today, today we're going to talk about episode 150, Drifters. Um, we're going to dive a little bit into that. In that episode, Dallas talks about um, an excerpt from Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And in this excerpt, um, Napoleon Hill asks the devil, right? And says, what are the attributes? More or less says, what are the attributes? What do you look for when you're looking for a drifter? Someone that is easily, help me here, easily... Yeah, wanders taken about, off, taken off wanders course. about aimlessly. Yeah, taken off course. Like of using the word aimlessly. Yeah, with that. But yeah, so uh, outwitting the devil and and Napoleon Hill and this drifters topic, uh, it's a really powerful segment in the book, and it's interesting that it resonated with so many people uh, outside and inside of our network. There was tons of chatter and feedback in the network about this specific uh, topic and that particular drip. Um, and I think it's because it's probably one of the most prevalent problems that modern society faces. Yeah. I think that's why it, it resonated with so many people. Uh, with technology and all of social medias and everything that can distract us from what we're trying to get done, I really think the same thing. I think that's probably why it resonated with me. And with the rest of our listeners as well. It's interesting, the book, this is like a side note, and I just think it's interesting to bring up. Uh So he wrote this book and talked, dove deep into this concept of drifting and all the other questions that he asks the adversary, asks the devil during his interview, right? And uh, he didn't, Napoleon Hill, I don't know the exact dates, but I mean, it was during the Great Depression, right? Like it was, it was a hundred years ago. He writes this book. And then it doesn't get published until like early 2000s. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so crazy, huh? And then, and so like the drifting component of it, and and all, there's so many other layers to it. It's crazy. But it's so interesting that he wrote it. It wasn't published. um, And and the whole story behind why it wasn't published and everything else is actually really interesting too. We're not going to talk about that today. But uh, how timely, you know what I mean? Like how timely that they would come out with this. They waited to release it for when. We need yeah. it the most almost. Yeah, it's just so interesting. But yeah, drifting is the most prevalent problem that I see uh, in terms of growth mindset, in terms of living life to the fullest, in terms of being successful and fulfilled and happy 
and and you know achieving things in life uh drifting is the primary contributor in my opinion to why people don't do that yeah so in the daily in the drip episode 150 dallas talks about and goes over a few of the attributes of a drifter for us to recognize right i feel like that's why you did it is so that we can recognize if those things are happening to us so that we can avoid them moving forward a few of the attributes that dallas talked about as a drifter and the things that we really need to focus on and really need to um, be aware of so they don't happen to us these are a few of the ones that dallas talked about total lack of definite major purpose this is somebody that's a drifter has total lack of definite major purpose little or no imagination or enthusiasm will not take initiative and will wait until forced to do something take the easy route um, they are ill-tempered they cannot lack they lack of control of their emotions neglect to cooperate with those around them they make the same mistake over and over and start a lot of things but complete nothing right so these are just a few of those attributes of a drifter and once you start and i feel like once one of those attributes start to happen it's almost like it's, it's, a, it's a domino effect right a lot of these other things will continue to happen as well yeah dallas at the very end of you read you read this excerpt from the book and then at the very end you said what are we going to do to make sure more or less you said what are we going to do to make sure that those things don't happen to us yeah so i so that's kind of what i want to talk about today is how do we defend ourselves what what safeguards can we put in place to defend ourselves from becoming a drifter and, and taking on these attributes all right so in response to the question uh Let's talk about one thing first, and then I'll jump into some steps. Cool. I'll share some steps. Yeah. Uh, but you said it's contagious. You said it's almost like if you do one, you know, if you if, fall short in one, it's like all these other ones just start to domino. Yeah. And uh, a, good re- a good thing to remember for all of us and really at the root of drifting is uh, that what's, what do you think the driving force would be for a drifter? Um, like if you could, if you could like bring it back to one primary emotion, one primary feeling, probably laziness, laziness. Is that what you were, is that what you're looking for? Yeah. No, but that's a great answer. Isn't that what the best, isn't that what the best teachers do? They say, no, that's not, but that is a great answer. <laughs> you, you gave a great answer, Jackson. <laughs> Thank you, Dallas. <laughs> you're learning. Yay. <laughs> so no, but in the book he comes back and it's, it, the whole thing is about fear okay. and faith and that is it. And it's like, which one do you feed? But also knowing for ourselves that those two things are both contagious. Right. It's like a sickness. Right. A good sickness, are you down with the sickness? Which <laughs> sickness are you down with? Right. Um, you know, fear and faith. Uh, in in it, Life in its most simplest form or growth in its most simplest form is either feeding faith-driven action or fear-based action. Right. And that's it, period. And, uh, yeah, there's lots of intricacies that happen beyond those two primary emotions. Um, but faith and fear we have to reflect back with what we're doing every day and say like am i being fearful like is fear the root of this fear of failure fear of you know the way i'm going to look you know all these other things but i just think that's important to bring up with drifting is a lot of the times the primary driver with somebody who falls victim to or me even at times in my life and anybody this is for anybody 
we all have experienced drifting, it's because we've let fear overtake um, faith. And those two things can't exist in the same space. You can't go about your day, you know, fearful while still producing faithful action. Your actions follow whatever that primary driver is for you in your thought process. And I think that's an important thing to reflect on. But I had some steps that I wanted to share. And I actually whipped out the book, Outwitting the Devil, just so I don't mess some of this stuff up. Um, But safeguarding, defending ourselves. Here's some of the things that Napoleon Hill mentions. He says, do your own thinking on all occasions. The fact that human beings are given complete control over nothing, save the power to think their own thoughts, is laden with significance. So, you know, the question is, is how do you do your own thinking? You don't veg out on social media and news feeds all day long. That stuff starts to pollute your own thinking and others start to think for you, right? Even within your inner circles, not just media wise, right? Family, friends, community, your job is to not fall victim to the majority thought process, right? That's not how growth happens right now being aware of who those people are what's being talked about the validity of it the energy that exists in those conversations topic of conversations those are all contributing factors but being really aware of what you're allowing to enter into your mind and then move to a decision making process Mm -hmm. in your own life you know i think that's a really important safeguard to keep yourself free of drifting is to don't sit and just absorb every single piece of news that comes through the feed. Don't answer every single notification that pops up on your phone so you can go read and fall into a rabbit hole. Don't spend three hours on your cell phone every day scrolling through feeds. A way to do that is... I, I, dude, I probably spend just as much time on social media as the next person. I spend probably, probably too much time on social media. But one thing that I've put into place with for myself when I'm looking at social media and I'm looking at news and I'm seeing things that are trying to grab your emotions is I question everything that I see yeah. on social media, on my phone. I question it all, whether even if it's stuff that I like to read. Yeah, uh, you got to question the validity of what it is that you're reading and really think for yourself. Is that something that is going to benefit me? Is that something that's going to drive me to my definite major purpose? Not questioning at the level of your conspiracy theorist. No, 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 right? no, no, no. Questioning no. in the sense of like, I would like to know the truth. Right. I would like to know the right. real right. driving force here. I'd like to know the real answer. I'd like to know the truthfulness of this situation. Right. Because things are so easy, easily manipulated and narratives can be pushed on any level. Again, it's just, that's, that's a really big problem, right? And the way to combat that problem is to question it. That's a great point. Stop. stop like, like what you just said is stop and use your own mind, right? Yeah. Stop. Question it. Question its validity. And then ask yourself, is this something that's even going to benefit me? And if you're getting caught into this deep downward spiral of, is this real? Is this going to, is this that? Move on. Yeah. Move on. How is this going to impact me? Exactly. How is this impacting my goals right now? Exactly. How is this impacting the people around me right now because I'm giving power to it? And if it isn't, then walk away. Yeah. It's not anything that you need to. And don't sit and lose your stuff over the fact that you wasted 10 minutes. Just cut it off and move forward. Right. You know, don't look back. That's a great point. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I loved it. That's why we're here adding adding value to it. Um, Two, the second thing he talks about, he says, decide definitely what you want from life. 
then create a plan for attaining it and be willing to sacrifice everything else if necessary rather than accept permanent defeat. Dude, that's something that I learned from Ty. Yeah. And from you, dude. It's something yeah. that we're always talking Tyler's about. Tyler's really good at this. What's your definite major purpose and only make decisions aligned with getting you to whatever your definite yeah. major purpose Sacrifice is. Sacrifice everything. I underline that actually in my book. Sacrifice everything else. Uh-huh. Even good stuff. Mm-hmm. Even really good stuff. Really good opportunities. Yeah. Um, if it's getting you off the path of what you're trying to attain then the answer has to be no. And you have to practice saying no at first to smaller things. And then you build up to bigger things and you up your ante. And that's, that's one thing that I learned in my life that helped me is, um, you had to start somewhere, right? Like when I started learning this stuff, I had to start saying no to simple things. Can I give a good example that maybe would resonate with somebody and maybe it won't. Um, but I think for all of us, we, we like being with friends. We like being a part of fun experiences Mm -hmm. and, uh, about eight years ago, I played in a, a little rec softball league with buddies that I grew up with that are my friends. Like they are, I love them to death. They're good for me. Yeah. They're good people. Yeah. Um, most all of them, they don't have a negative impact on my life. Right. Uh, but when I started growing my business or the thought process of growing my business, this happened even before the thought process of I wanted to grow a business. It was when I was going to go get a master's degree. I quit coming, dude. And I started getting, I quit going to games and they, they were like, dude, where Pruitt never comes. Like where's Pruitt at? You know? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I, I never felt it necessary to explain myself. Yeah. I just said no and no and no. And eventually the invites quit coming, but the friendships are still intact. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't get to go. And to this day, I don't, I don't participate in those things and they have a freaking blast. And I went to my first game like a couple weeks ago. Uh They put a team together every single year. I go to like one game a year and it's if I have nothing else in terms of my definite major purpose going on at that time. Right. That's just one of those things. It's just like a simple, I know it sounds stupid, but it's a simple thing that I had to sacrifice. That's a good thing that has a good impact on my life. It's exercise. It's friends. They're all good people. Those friendships are great. yeah, yeah, yeah sacrificing those things. It requires that because at that time, that point in time, it wasn't in line with your definite major purpose, right? Exactly. But my, I guess to get back to the point was that was something simple. I could start to say no to. Right. And if I can't even say no to the simple stuff, how in the hell am I going to have, am I going to say no to the major stuff when it gets to that point? You know what I mean? And so I think that's a good starting point for a lot of people is, you know, gosh, look at your own life and think about some of the simpler things that you could say no to that are less sacrificial, so to speak right now. And, uh, and practice, practice saying no, practice sacrifice at that level. And then, you know, six months down the road, eight months down the road, you're going to have trained your brain to respond accordingly and see the benefits of it. So you'll be, it'll be easier to say no to the higher level stuff right. when it comes up. Cause it's going to come up. You keep up in the ante. You're going to have to sacrifice even greater things than just some simple rec softball league. And you just like, and your definite major purpose wasn't to get your bachelor's or your master's degree. No, that wasn't your That was a step towards a step, step towards your definite major purpose, but it's something you had to place in priority above softball with your buddies. Yeah. And that, that was the sacrifice that you had to make, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, number three says is analyze temporary defeat, no matter of what nature or cause. I actually underline that as well. No matter the nature or cause, that means all setbacks 
all defeat, temporary defeats, it, illness, bad luck, whatever, it doesn't matter. And extract from it the seed of the equivalent advantage, meaning pull lessons from it and figure out how those lessons can be applicable in your life and that you and your business or everything else, your definite major purpose can benefit from those experiences. And uh, for me, journaling and writing those things down years ago when I started that habit, that helped me a ton. Be able to just extract lessons from every single day, all the hard experiences. You know, um, my business is built around that. Yeah. Teaching people lessons that I've learned throughout my time in studying people and working with people and seeing what worked and what didn't work. That's what my business is built around. All those lessons that were extracted from my experiences and then teaching them to people so that they can safeguard themselves. It's pretty, it's, it's awesome, man. Like writing your learning experiences down and keeping a running log. When you do those things too, ever since I started doing it, my days, my weeks, my months, my quarters become so much more fulfilling because I can look back and see all the things that I did. Right. Not that I'm saying you should always like look back and like be proud of things that you did, but it's nice to be able to, sometimes I find find myself in that space where it's like, Oh man, what did I even accomplish? Yeah. What did I even do? And when you're tracking and logging these things, it's very easy to be able to go back and celebrate yourself and remember those things in your days become more fulfilling for sure. Absolutely. Number four, we're not gonna have time for all these, but I, I want to kind of like lead into something yeah. with number four and then reference, you know, a place where they can go find five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. But four says be willing to render useful service equivalent to the value of all material things you demand of life and render the service first. And I thought it was interesting that uh, one of the things to combat drifting was serving other people mm-hmm. and being selfless, right? Like, and, and doing that. Um, I think it's important to bring this up. It was an interesting learning point that I had this last week. It was actually uh, an episode. I do not know the man's name, so I apologize. I should have remembered his name. Um, but it was from impact theory. And if anybody watches or listens to, uh, impact theory, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but basically he was talking about how when affluent societies, meaning like when societies become wealthier and more well off, um, the data shows that people become, uh, more individualistic. They, they retract back from society and community, mm-hmm. uh, because they have everything they need. Right. right? And, there's a strong correlation between mental health crises and people taking themselves back and living that individualistic life mm-hmm. because they're affluent, because they're wealthy and well-to-do. And I thought that was an interesting thing. Um, making service a priority regardless of where you're at. The other correlation, I'm going to come back to that point. The other correlation was uh, the opposite. In poorer societies, less well-to-do societies, there is a strong correlation between lower mental health crises because community is a factor and people need one another. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's freaking awesome. Why is service, why would service be such an important thing to combat this? Service helps you forget about, for me, service helps me forget about my problems. Yeah. Service helps me to move my focus from being self-centered to looking outward to other people. And that is so helpful. That is so helpful for me. 
Um, and there's endorphins and things that are released. There's a chemical response when you do something good for somebody else mm-hmm. that is so powerful for your brain, so powerful for your body, um, not to mention the community that you're living in and serving. You know what I mean? So for, for me, service is uh, a stand-in. You have to make service a stand-in. And it doesn't have to be something grand. It doesn't have to be you know, donating thousands of dollars and going and giving your blood, sweat, and tears every single week. My hell, you can serve in your own home. You can mm-hmm. serve in your business. You can serve your best friends mm-hmm. by giving them your undivided attention and time and no judgment. And no, that is service. Mm -hmm. And so designing your life on purpose around that in and of itself could really help. You'll you'll benefit from it immensely. You, 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 you could really safeguard yourself from really a lot of drifting by just focusing on service. Other people. Yeah. Focusing on somebody other than yourself. It gives you purpose to life, right? Like I have to wake up and I have to go, I got to go do work because Mm -hmm. this person's depending on you. Yep. And that's powerful, and it gives you yeah. motivation and inspiration to wake up and bring your best to the table. Yep, freaking love it. I love the whole list, but that one right there, and then coupled with that data that I learned this past week was just really a powerful reminder for me about because you know, I mean, yeah, the economy is in a rough state. You know, it's constantly changing, the pandemic, everything else. But there are there are more wealthier human beings walking the face of planet Earth now than there has ever been in the history of life. There's also a mental health crisis that is stronger than it's ever been, ever, throughout the history of life. Coincidence? Absolutely not. Look at the data. You know, and he brought that to life. And so we have to pay attention and recognize, yeah. recognize that mm-hmm. and do something about it. Right. Yeah. Totally. So as we, as we kind of wrap up the episode here, Dal, I want to review those four that we just talked about. Okay. Some action items there. And then you said you were going to give us a resource to be yeah. able to find the other ones. Yeah. So, uh, so what was, so the first one was no, first one was do your own thinking on all occasions. Uh, number two, decide definitely what you want from life, then create a plan for attaining it and be willing to sacrifice everything else. And then three is analyze temporary defeat, no matter of what nature or cause and extract from it lessons, seeds of the equivalent advantage. And then four is be willing to render useful service equivalent to the value of all material things you demand of life and render the service first, render the service before those things ever come. Those are four very good resources, attributes, that every single one of us that I could get better at, that I'm sure you could get better at, and that everybody that's listening could probably get better at, that is going to help defend themselves against drifting. Yeah, create it's a plan a, with those four. Great, it's, a great, it's a great starting we point. We all have brains. We mm-hmm. all have brains. We all know where we're at in life. Or, and, if you, and if you don't, then my hell, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we all know where we're at in life and what, what is needed. Um, what our schedules at least vaguely look like. My, my gosh, just make a plan that revolves around those four alone. And, uh, you will, you will notice an increase in happiness and fulfillment and success. Give it a little bit of time and it, it will be powerful. hundred percent. But the other ones, Jack's the other resources, yeah. um, he mentions 10 in total and the other six are just as valuable. What chapter is this? Right. This is chapter, I think it's chapter three. If I remember correctly, yeah, no, chapter five, the confession continues is what it's titled. Wow, I think I'm it's chapter three. It's chapter five. Book. You're flying. Uh, no, but outwitting the devil, 
the resources literally to just go out and purchase the dang book. Um, but I think there's, uh, there's a version on YouTube. I was listening to somebody in our network the other day saying, Hey, uh, you can actually listen to that on YouTube. Uh, and that's great. But you know what? I'm always an advocate of purchasing hard the actual hard copy. If you guys could see my notes, uh, and Jackson can attest yeah. to this, it's just noted up, but that's application. You know, we don't digest or we don't just consume information to just consume it. We consume it so that it can be applied. And the only one of the most powerful ways to apply that knowledge that these people work so hard, so hard and dedicated their lives to is to mark those things up, yep. make notes, make mm-hmm. daily goals, you know, read that way with application in mind, not just, Oh, that's good information. Thanks for sharing. Dallas. Thank you so much. You're welcome for your wisdom, for your time. <clears throat> we're going over some of these um, safeguards that we can put in place and some action items that we can do to um, withstand the temptation of drifting, drifting, right? It's a lot of the times it's easier to do these things that we're talking about that are the attributes of drifting. Oftentimes it's easier, but it's not going to be what helps get you to your definite major purpose and helps give you a meaningful life. Dallas, thanks again for your time. Everybody, thanks again for listening in. Um, please share the podcast with those in need. Listen to these. Take notes like Dallas is saying uh, when he's speaking. He's spitting wisdom. So it is important to remember those things. Write those things down. Um, we appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.